Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm your host, Dean McCollum, joined along with my co-hosts, Andrew Lubliner, Campbell Klein, and Tyler Fertel. And today, we will be discussing our predictions for every single NBA award next season. So, right now, first off, we're going to start off with Rookie of the Year. Campbell, uh, who's going to be your Rookie of the Year for the season? All right, my Rookie of the Year, after watching a few preseason games, my prediction is LaMelo Ball is going to win the award this year. Uh, he's looked really good throughout the whole preseason. And his first game, he didn't score any points. But he, he could still rebound the ball well for a guard, and he's obviously an incredible passer. Also, I know this doesn't count towards a rookie of the year, but just some of the, not cockiness, but he just believes in himself so much. No look alley-oops to Miles Bridges like three times yesterday. If he can continue knocking down shots, putting up points, passing the ball, and rebounding the ball, he's going to be a really good player. And throughout this preseason, he's looked the most developed out of anyone I've seen so far. So. I think he's going to be the rookie of the year this year. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to refute that, Campbell. LaMelo Ball has shown uh, great signs of just playmaking in the preseason, so it's really hard to refute that. But I'm actually going to go with the Knicks rookie, Obi Toppin. I was actually about to go with James Wiseman, but I think that Obi Toppin is in a better situation uh, as a rookie than James Wiseman is because, first of all, They like to give the Rookie of the Year award to flashy players, and Obi Toppin is a flashy player. Number two, James Wiseman isn't going to have the ball in his hands very much. It's going to be in Steph Curry's hands, Kelly Oubre's hands, and Andrew Wiggins' hands before Wiseman's hands. So I think that Obi Toppin is in a better situation as a rookie, and he's going to be successful this year for the Knicks. All right, so Campbell, I'm going to agree with you here. Uh, I'm really high on LaMelo Ball, so I'm going to be choosing him for my Rookie of the Year. And... uh, Tyler said that uh, they love to give the Rookie of the Year award to the flashy players. Well, LaMelo is also, also a very flashy player. You saw him do, like Campbell said, he threw three alley-oops to Miles Bridges, who I also think is going to benefit from having LaMelo on his team. I think that LaMelo uh, is going to start for the Hornets. So I think LaMelo is going to be a great passer. He's a big guard, which means he can rebound over other uh, smaller guards that he's going to be guarding. So I'm really excited to see what LaMelo Ball can do this season, and I can definitely see him winning this award. I'm going to have to agree with Tyler here. Uh, one of my favorite uh, new Knicks, uh, Obi Toppin, eighth overall pick in the draft. Um, there's not much to be excited about on the Knicks, but he is definitely something to be excited about. As Tyler said, he's a very flashy player. He has some pretty sick dunks. Um, and I think the only reason why I think he's going to win rookie of the year is he might not be as talented as a guy like LaMelo Ball, but I think that a situation will help him because there's a very good chance that uh, Julius Randle's off the team. Uh, by the trade deadline, which is about halfway through the season. So then at that point, Obi Toppin is going to be starting. And if you look at the Knicks roster without Julius Randle, they don't have many like pure scores. So uh, Toppin's going to get the ball a lot. And he already plays a good amount of minutes now, but it's probably going to increase as the season goes on. And if he can make his threes, then he's going to definitely put up good numbers. So I just think that he's going to get more opportunities than most of the other rookies in this class. So that's why I think he'll win rookie of the year. All right, we're just going to jump into the next uh, award. We're going to go to the Sixth Man of the Year award. Campbell, uh, who's your Sixth Man of the Year? Uh, my Sixth Man of the Year is going to be Jordan Clarkson on the Utah Jazz. So uh, in the past, the Sixth Man of the Year award has sort of traditionally gone to someone who comes off the bench and p- puts up points. Obviously, last year, Montrez Harrell won the award. He put up points, but he was also a good all-around player, but just in the grand scheme of things, it's usually gone to a point scorer. So uh, I think Jordan Clarkson is going to win this award. I think he averaged upwards of 15 points last season. 
And I think he's just going to continue adding on next year for the Jazz. I just think he's going to keep improving his game, maybe average 17, 18 points and just be a really impressive spark off the bench for the Jazz this year. So I'm actually going to go with Spencer Dinwiddie on the Brooklyn Nets. With the return of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, Spencer Dinwiddie is not going to start for the Nets this year, but I think he can be a very important piece for their second team. He will most likely be playing along with Karis LeVert, who I'm not sure is going to start, but we'll see about that. But I think that Spencer Dinwiddie has a great chance to be one of the best six men this season because although he did not play in the bubble, He has shown great signs of improvement, not only last year, but the year before, and he's only getting better. So he's a great scorer, and yeah, I think he's going to have a good season for the next team. Yeah, Tyler, you kind of took my pick, but I'm going to have to agree with you uh, with the Spencer Dinwiddie for sixth man of the year because uh, I believe that he can average upwards of 20 points per game. I know he almost did it last season, and um, he's a great scorer, and I think that the NBA is going to lean towards giving this award to someone who's going to contribute points off the bench to a winning team and play meaningful minutes. And I think that's exactly what Spencer Dinwiddie is going to do. I think he's going to definitely help that bench unit as it's not the strongest in the NBA. That's one of the Nets' uh, weak points is their bench. And I think Spencer Dinwiddie is really going to carry that load in the second unit behind Kyrie Irving. And yeah, I think he's going to score a lot of points, get a lot of assists, and help that team overall. Okay, so my original pick was going to be uh, a Brooklyn Net as well, Karis LeVert, because Steve Nash, uh, he came out and said that he th- he predicts that Karis LeVert will be the sixth man, but I still think that he may start. So since it's iffy, I'm going to go with someone else. I'm going to say Tyler Hero is going to be the sixth man, assuming they start Duncan Robinson uh, at shooting guard. I think that Tyler Hero, um, he's going to play, like Dean said, he's going to play a lot of meaningful minutes. And like Campbell and Dean both said, they usually give this award to someone who puts up points. And Tyler Heroes, that's all he does. He only scores. So he's going to put up points. So I think that he's definitely in a very good position to win this award. Uh, Now we're going to move on to our third award of the video. And we're going to be moving on to the most improved player. Campbell, who's your most improved player for the season? For my most improved player, I'm going to choose DeAndre Aiden to win this award this year. This offseason, the Suns acquired uh, Chris Paul through a trade, and I think that's going to help DeAndre Aiden's game a lot. Also, from his rookie season to his second season, almost everything about his game has improved. More points, more blocks, more rebounds. He's just growing as a player overall, and the addition of Chris Paul is really going to help this. Also, Devin Booker is only growing as a player, so that's going to open DeAndre Aiden up even more. Scoring in the paint, everything like that. I think he's just going to skyrocket this year, to be quite honest. So my most improved player is going to be a player that we talked about in last podcast, Nuggets' new starting power forward, Michael Porter Jr. Jeremy Grant left in free agency to the Pistons, so I think that Michael Porter Jr.'s role is going to increase this season as he's the clear starter for this team. He's a great amount of potential. He was good in the bubble last season, and you know what? He's only going to get better because with an increased role, he's going to play better. It's just it's just how it's going to work because they have Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, so he's not going to have to be on the ball too much. But when they need him, he's going to show up. So I think Michael Porter Jr. will be the most improved player of the 2020-2021 season. Yeah, you guys both made up great points. Both those players definitely going to improve next season. But I'm going to go with the Sacramento Kings starting point guard, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, he was a top 10 pick in 2017. And I think he's one of the most disrespected and underrated players in the league. I feel like the Sacramento Kings don't get much recognition. And I think that De'Aaron Fox is going to be their only sign of hope in the future. 
uh, other than their addition of Tyrese Halliburton in the draft. I think that De'Aaron Fox is going to be amazing. As most NBA fans know, he's probably the fastest in the NBA with the ball. And he's a great he's he's great at stealing the ball from the people he's guarding. And I think that De'Aaron Fox he's going to average uh, over twenty points next season. And I think that'll be a big jump since he was injured at the beginning of the season for a few weeks. So I think that De'Aaron Fox is just going to have an amazing season. All right. Well, um, I was originally going to go with DeAndre Ayton, but I quickly looked up his stats from last year, and he did average eighteen and eleven, which is not bad. So with the addition of Chris Ball, I expect his stats to be better. But I don't know if it's going to be so much better to the point where he'll be like the most improved player. I'm going to go with uh, the small forward for the Toronto Raptors, OG Ananobi. Um, he's going to have an enhanced offensive role this season. He only averaged 10 points last year, and I could definitely see him averaging like above 15 points this season. He's going to have a way bigger role in that team because Sergi Baca and Marcus Gasol, they uh, count for a lot of scoring. They're scoring big men, uh, especially because they can shoot the three. But Aaron Baines, he's not hes not shooting threes. He's just sending screens, picking and roll. He doesn't really have very many post moves either. So I feel like uh, OG is going to have to take on more of an offensive role, and I think that his numbers could definitely uh, be a lot better from what they were last year. All right, now that we're done talking about the Most Improved Player Award, uh, we're going to move on to the Coach of the Year for next season. So, Campbell, who do you think is going to win Coach of the Year? Okay, for the coach of the year, I'm going to choose Frank Vogel to win the award. Uh, in six of the past seven years, the winner of the coach of the year award has been the coach of a team that won over 70% of their games. I don't know how many teams are going to win over 70% of their games this year, but I personally think the Lakers are going to win the West by a fair margin, in my opinion, even though I think LeBron and AD at the beginning of the season will be on a minute restriction. I still think Frank Vogel's just going to win this award. I think he's going to get this Lakers team to really mesh well together. I think they're really going to come together as a group. We can we already see this happening on Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Anthony Davis's Instagram stories. Everyone's just clowning Anthony Davis for everything he does. Uh, there's obviously a lot of team chemistry already, and I think Frank Vogel's just going to help that even more and uh, lead the Lakers to leading the West and eventually winning the defensive or excuse me, the coach of the year award. Tyler, who are you choosing for coach of the year? So for my coach of the year pick, I'm going to go with Celtics head coach, Brad Stevens. I think that the Celtics are going to be a contender this year as they were last year. But I think that because the Raptors are going to drop a little bit because they not only lost their two starting centers, but a lot of the Eastern conference teams got better. I think that the Celtics are going to become maybe the two or three seed. They are going to contend with the bucks and the nets in the playoffs to make the finals. But I think that Brad Stevens has a large chance to win it because he not only is a young squad, but he's a very good coach. So yeah, that's my coach of the year pick. All right. So uh, those are both very good picks, guys. But I'm going to go with uh, a coach in the Western Conference, and I'm going to go with Rick Carlisle, the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. And I can see the Dallas Mavericks being the three seed in the Western Conference this season because uh, I think that Luka will take another jump. I think KP is going to be amazing. I think all their supporting pieces are going to be great. And I think that the NBA really targets the coach who really forms the best team chemistry. And I know the Lakers had that last year and they didn't win it. But I think that the Mavericks will be able to be very well disciplined and a very respectable team in the West. And I think that Rick Carlisle is going to get the credit he deserves by winning coach of the year next year. I have the same pick as Dean. I'm going to go with Rick Carlisle for my prediction for coach of the year. I just think that the Mavericks, um, I think they're going to be at least a top four seed, probably I think the three seed if I had to make a final guess. But also, I mean, I, I think there's a chance that they're the two seed because, you know, the Clippers, they're not the best regular season team. 
Um, and, you know, the only setback, I think, for the Mavericks is that Porzingis is going to be out, I think, the first month of the season. So assuming he comes back healthy and then the Mavericks play really well and Luka just takes a jump um, to, like, an MVP level, then I think that Rick Carlisle could definitely win Coach of the Year because usually um, they give it to coaches who uh, make a huge leap uh, into the top uh, of the playoff seedings. Um and instead of giving it to just the coach on the team with the best record, if Rick Carlisle can take the Mavericks from like a seven seed to a three seed or a two seed, then I think he'll definitely win it. All right. Now that we're done with our coach of the year predictions, uh, we're going to go on to the defensive player of the year. So Campbell, who's going to be your defensive player of the year for this upcoming season? For my defensive player of the year, I'm going to go with Ben Simmons, who was on a uh, first all defense last year. I think he's, or I wouldn't say he's going to take a huge leap. He led the league in steals last year. I think he's going to do the same this year. I think he might up his, I think it was 2.1 or 2 steals per game to maybe 2.4, 2.5. And overall, I just think he's going to be a presence on defense. Obviously, he's a really large point guard. Uh, he He's not going to get many blocks, but he's just, he's really tough to face for any guard because of his length. And uh whether or not he leads the league in steals, I still think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year just for the presence he has on uh, defense. So for my Defensive Player of the Year pick, I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz. You do not want to go head-to-head against Gobert in the paint. He is just a monster, so not much else needed to say, but he's just a great defensive player, a block machine, a rebound machine. All in all, you just don't want to face him in the paint, so yeah. For my defensive player of the year, uh, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis, the runner-up to this year's award, because uh, I think that uh, the voters will get voter fatigue from whether it's Giannis or uh, Rudy Gobert, who's already won the award twice. So I think it's going to be Anthony Davis. Uh, Now that JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, both underrated blockers, are gone, uh, even though Marcus Saul's in town, who's also a great shot blocker, uh, Montrezl Harrell's also going to be running in the front court with AD, and I don't see him getting many blocks and taking many away from Anthony Davis. So I can see him taking uh, all of those blocks that are in the paint. Whoever's driving on him, I think AD's going to really take advantage of that, and his stats are going to be inflated because of that. So, uh, yeah, he's my defensive player of the year. Um, similar to Dean, I got Anthony Davis as my defensive player of the year. I think he was robbed of it this past season. I think he should have won it, and... Like Dean said, he's going to be a great rim protector, and he's just it's it's really hard to score on him inside. Um, and I just think that um, he's going to beat out everyone else. I mean, I, I I was thinking about going Ben Simmons, but the thing is, he's more of a perimeter defender, and recently this award uh, goes a lot to big men. So that's why I feel like Anthony Davis has a really good chance at winning Defensive Player of the Year. All right, now we're going to move on to the most important award of them all, the Most Valuable Player Award. So, Campbell, who's your MVP for this season? Okay, uh, my MVP for this season is going to be Anthony Davis. Uh, I think AD is going to take a big leap this year. I think LeBron's going to take a slight step back with the addition of Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell. Earlier this season, Anthony Davis said he wasn't about personal accolades. But in my opinion, I think he's definitely thinking about it. Winning MVPs is definitely nice. I think AD is going to average upwards of 28 points, maybe maybe a little bit below 10 rebounds. I think he's going to lead the league in blocks with maybe two and a half or three. And I think and I think he's going to take get about one and a half to two steals per game. I think he's just going to up everything in his game. His game's going to keep progressing. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to win this award this year. 
I want to go with Anthony Davis. I want to go with LeBron. Giannis is enticing, but I'm going to go with Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. There's no way to dispute this. We saw what he can do in the bubble and last season. I think that he would have been a contender for this award if he was not hurt last season. He had a couple injuries to his, I think, arm and ankle. So, uh, yeah, he's just an all-out baller. He's going to be on a better Mavericks team. Kristaps Porzingis won't be there to start the season, but maybe once he gets back, I don't think it matters. I mean, just Luka, Luka can carry this team to a playoff spot. And, yeah, he's just a great player. Yeah, Tyler, I'm going to fully agree with you there. I'm going to go with Luka Doncic, and here's why I wasn't going to choose Anthony Davis, who I was originally going to choose first, because he's playing with LeBron, first of all, who's going to have an amazing season, and Luka is not playing with Christoph Porzingis for potentially the first month of the season, which means his stats are going to be even more insane than they already are. I, I still think he can average close to 33 points per game about, and he's also he's a triple-double machine as a shooting guard slash point guard. He can get 10 boards. 11 assists, along with 30 points, which is absolutely insane. So I'm going to have to go with Luca. I think he's going to put up the best overall stats. He's going to have great field goal percentages, and I think he's going to carry the Mavericks to a three-seed in the Western Conference. So I don't th- I don't see any way that he can't really win that award with those kind of stats. Yeah, there's no way I can't go Luca too, because like I, I want to be conservative and go Giannis, but I just think that the voter fatigue, like no one usually wins MVP three seasons in a row. Um, it's very rare. Um so that's why I think Luka Doncic is going to win. Like you mentioned, without having Porzingis, his numbers will be inflated. His stats are going to be pretty good anyways, but without Porzingis there for one month of the season, it's definitely going to help uh, his stats. And I just think that – I think the Mavericks are going to be a team. I, as I said, I think Rick, uh, Rick Carlisle is going to win Coach of the Year. Um, and I think that they're going to take a huge leap into a top three, top four uh, seed in the West. So the only way they do that is if Luka Doncic wins MVP. All right, now we're going to move on to our shot clock segment. And today's shot clock segment, really quickly, is which two teams do you think are going to make the finals next season? Campbell, you're on the clock, 24 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Okay, from the West, I'm going to have the Lakers in the finals. And from the East, I'm going to have the Brooklyn Nets in the finals. Uh, I think the Brooklyn Nets this year are going to put it together. Despite uh, KD and Kyrie sort of wanting to lead their own team all their lives, now they're coming together, but I still magically think they're going to make it work. They're both really great offensive players. And then the Lakers pick goes without saying they had the best offseason of any team and they won the finals last year. So those are my two teams. All right, Tyler, 24 seconds on the clock. Three, two, one, go. So I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Milwaukee Bucks. You cannot dispute the Los Angeles Lakers as they won the championship last year and they had the best offseason in the league. I mean, they have too many, they have too much talent to not make the finals and win it. Uh, but for the Milwaukee Bucks, I think this might be their year. They got that third playmaker they needed in Drew Holiday and they were close last year, but Giannis got hurt. Chris Middleton wasn't good enough. So I think if everyone plays as best as they can, they have a chance to meet the Lakers in the finals. All right, Andrew. 24 seconds on the clock to tell us who you think is going to make the finals next year. Three, two, one, go. For me, uh, I think the Lakers are winning it all. So at this point, it doesn't really matter who I put in the Eastern Conference, but I'm going to put the Brooklyn Nets facing them. I just think that, like Campbell said, they're just going to magically make it work despite their injuries from last season. I think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going to be like pretty much who they were in seasons prior. And I just don't see another team in the Eastern Conference that can beat Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving at full strength playing together. So... I got Nets versus Lakers. Okay, now all-time Dean. 24 seconds on the clock, starting now. 
So I'm going to agree with Tyler. I'm going to go Lakers versus Bucks and Lakers undisputable. I mean, they had the best offseason coming off uh championship win. So I'm going to go Lakers in the West. And the reason I have the Bucks, I agree with Tyler again. I think the Bucks are going to finally put it together. Instead of having Eric Bledsoe, who played horrifically in the playoffs, they have Drew Holiday, who's going to be an amazing upgrade. He plays great defense, just like Giannis. He can shoot the three-ball former All-Star, and I think the Bucks are going to finally put it together. And they're going to make a great uh, big three in the future, and I think they're going to play the Lakers. And that is all we have for you guys today. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow us at AT Buzzer Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and the platform you're listening on today. Uh, we're going to be releasing another podcast the day of this release. So uh, have a good day, everyone.